0: What's up, guys? Welcome to episode three of All Access, the Freetography Podcast. Real quick, guys, before we get to today's interview, I have a favor to ask of you. Whatever platform you are listening to my podcast on, please leave a review on that platform and uh, give a good review and help get this podcast seen by more people. So moving on to today's episode, I do believe I am the first and only podcast in Canada on urban exploring. The majority of my guests will be Canadian, but we will definitely be speaking with other explorers from all around the world. Today's episode comes from my Polish friend currently residing in China. Greg Abandon is a very passionate man and explorer. He travels all over the world in search of the most incredible abandoned places. Greg's Chasing Bandos podcast launched in 2020. So enough of all that, let's head to China and speak with my good friend, Greg Abandon. Okay, guys, here we go. Episode three with Greg Abandon. He is the podcaster, is now the podcast E!, on the All Access cryptography Podcast. So, 100,000 downloads, 124,000 Instagram followers, the man behind the largest and the most listened to Urbex podcast currently. <laughs> Mr. Yes, Greg Abandon. <laughs> Greg, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being my guest. And I do have to start off by saying... I have mentioned in my previous uh, two episodes that you are the inspiration for me having done this after we did your first Mm. podcast with me. uh, I had a lot of people reach out and say, man, you speak really well. You should do your own podcast. Mm. Then after the debate, I got even more people calling in saying, man, Mm -hmm. like you were so good in that podcast. You should run your own. So I was like, I don't know. Do I have that much to say? Am I interesting enough? And then I'm like, well, it's not yeah. about me, right? It's me bringing you guys and, and to my audience, you know? And yep. uh, so anyways, I thought about it, I hummed and hawed over it, and then I decided, let's just pull the trigger on this. And I, I started coming up with some graphics, with a name, with what my plan would be, who I'm gonna talk to, and uh, you know, it's all thanks to you. So I have you to thank, and uh, let's get started. Let's get right off the bat. Tell us about wait, Greg.
1: Wait, 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 Dave. Wait. I just, I just <laughs> want to say. I just want to say. I'm very pleased that you're doing this. I can see the the Ninja Licious inspiration in the name, right? I think I'm right there with all access. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Th- there you go. And yeah. So like, I'm I'm really pleased. Like, you were absolutely amazing on those podcasts, and then I hope. I just hope that because you are now a host of your own podcast, that you still have time to come back on chasing bandos, you know? Like I still hope.
0: always. that's always.
1: Ah, oh, ah, oh, that's good. That's good.
0: That's good. <laughs> what you, what you've got going, which is great, is the idea behind the debate episodes and mm. and other ideas that would require a panel or a group of people. And you're mm. actually very good at choosing who. You know would fit into the right slot for these episodes and that's where Mm -hmm. i'm happy to come in and add my you know my knowledge my expertise my opinion you know play the good guy play the bad guy Mm -hmm. i can play either way
1: (laughs) but you know what at the same time i feel like i have to tell you like i'm sorry because you've waited so long just imagine if we had this podcast with you like a year ago like i promised (laughs) By yeah, now yeah. you should you would, by now you would have been like uh, you know podcasting for for a year. I, I bet. yeah
0: yeah, yeah. it's all right. It all ha- it all happens everything falls into place for a reason. So um, yeah. that's great. So let's get into the uh, I got a number of questions to ask you. so tell us and the listeners about Greg as a person, Greg the Explorer uh, how and when did you get into exploring abandoned places?
1: Greg as a person is an asshole. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like Greg realized that he is an asshole and he's trying to change and not be selfish. No, no, but um, yeah. Um, how would I say this? I was lucky, Dave, I, I must say. Like, you know, I was just lucky to discover this hobby. I, um, God, I mentioned this so many times, like the big event in my life was the divorce. I, I'm not going to lie. Uh This was like, I was like a, a nerd playing video games, you know, on Xbox, earning achievements and stuff. And I like the divorce changed everything because like, it's something that you don't expect, especially after 12 years, you know, like I was, I was 20 and 32, boom, you know, the wow. end. And, um, and yeah, um, just, like, didn't know anyone else, you know? Um, so it, it was all, all crazy. The same time I met this guy, and, you know, I kind of just suggested to him, hey, how about we go to Chernobyl? And he was crazy enough to agree with me, and I, I just, um, I, I always had this fascination with those places. So, like, I was this nerd doing, like, the, um, y- y- you know, like, playing games, but I was always uh, like the admire of the places, like people like you, you know, other explorers, like I would see this stuff. Like I didn't know this thing existed on, on Instagram because I didn't really have Instagram. Um, right. I just, um, I just would, I would see like from time to time, some articles and things online. And I would always be amazed at like, how, for like, how, how is this possible? Mm. Like how people find this? Where is this? Oh my God. So all the annoying things that people ask me now, it was like, (laughs) I was, I was, I was that guy, you know, I was like, I couldn't believe it. And, um, and yeah, going to Chernobyl changed my life. Um, that was the moment. I really, I really remember this moment. Like I was, um, standing on top of the building, looking at this panorama of this like overgrown city and man, Man, I just, I just knew from that moment, light switch moment. I, right. I I knew, I knew it. I knew it. I, I have to find places like this. It was, it was the, you know, as a kid, when you open that Christmas gift, that yeah. feeling you get, the excitement. Yeah. Yeah. The two days, the two days I was in Chernobyl, every single moment I felt like this. It was incredible. Changed your life, right? Oh Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's great. That's what I mean. I mean, you pretty much started at the top. Then (laughs) you know, you got guys like me started up just doing stupid, dumpy houses. You started at Chernobyl. (laughs) No wonder you're so obsessed with the space shuttles, because (laughs) where else can you go from Chernobyl, right? It's only down from there. (laughs) Oh man, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, Maybe there's. So you're you're currently based.
0: You're currently based in China, uh, but you don't mm. look or sound Chinese. So <laughs> my first thought was you might be German or Austrian. Uh, so what's your background and where are you from? Ni hao. Ni hao.
1: Ni hao ma. <laughs> um, uh, I am Polish. I, I mean, I okay. have two passports. I have a British passport and Polish passport. So when, um when I could, uh, I escaped Poland. <laughs> I, I left Poland. <laughs> I always joke about how p- terrible Poland is, but I think Poland has changed a lot uh this was a long time ago you know this was this was long time ago when, when i when i left it was twenty years ago All and right. uh yeah so when i was um when i was like I, uh Nineteen twenty, something like that. I, I just, I just, I just left. I couldn't stand uh, being in that household (laughs) in that country. So I just, uh, I just left. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then the whole English adventure started until I fell out of love with England and I just tried again, I just tried something else. Um, I got a job in China. Like I wasn't really technically planning to come here specifically, but okay. I just got a jo- I just got a job here, and then I discovered like holy shit, like China has so many so many amazing <laughs> places, my God, yeah, wow, I yeah. wish I knew that, yeah,
0: so are you planning to stay in China or you have another destination in, in your future
1: uh, well, well, you know this, I'm not sure your listeners know this. I very recently had this um <laughs> I was, I like to say I was given a second life, you know, Yeah. uh, I had a fall and I almost died Mm -hmm. and now I'm in recovery. I'm learning how to walk again. I actually quite, I'm actually like walking. I'm like, like an eight year old. I'm walking now. And, um, you know, I always, um, China has been good for like saving money, like for sure. Right. Like it was, it was financially it's been, it's been great. So I was just thinking like, you know, when I'm 60 and I look back after being here five years now, if I look back like, okay, I could say, yeah, I stayed for one more year and I just make, and I saved this amount of money or I could just go and travel, just go and travel the world. And just take a, just take one year sabbatical, Um, you know, one year, what the hell, you know, like I can make memories for the lifetime, but the biggest thing was this, this injury, man, this injury was like, just made me think like you have to really value life and you, Mm -hmm. and it's just, and you got one life, you got one life and like when am I going to go to Iceland and Egypt and all the other places and like just do some remote places that I always wanted to go, but there's never time to go because you work.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah, I have to do it. So this summer I'm going back. Uh, I'm going to, I'm I'm making Spain my home for the next year. And I'm just, and I'm just going to go, go from Barcelona. Basically I'm going to go to different places.
0: Wow. That's fantastic. Now, is that going to be a sabbatical or are you able to work remotely in your current job or are you just going to leave mm-hmm.
1: and travel? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm leaving my job. Yeah. So you yeah.
0: touched on uh, the topic of your injury. Now you've already told this story on your podcast and I don't want to mm-hmm. steal your thunder. So I'm going to link your podcast episodes. There's two of them down below. Uh, for the Mm. listeners to go to the chasing bandos podcast and listen to what happened Mm. to Greg. So I have a number of questions that I ask, Mm. you know, I'm starting to ask everybody. Um, I feel like I know the answer to this one, but what are some of your favorite adventures and explorers that you've been to that you're able to talk about publicly?
1: (laughs) Wow. Like, (laughs) 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 yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, you know, it, this, this one is quite like, this one is like super obvious. Like, you know, people ask, Sorry uh, for those Eli- that
0: are not watching the video, there oh, is sorry. a picture yes. behind Greg of the bronze space shuttles. He's pointing to the space shuttles behind him. <laughs> yes.
1: Thank you, Dave. Thank you for being the <laughs> yeah, host. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I, you know, people ask me like, what was your like favorite, the, the best day of your life, that kind of stuff, like favorite explore, And it's hard to beat this one. Um, not just because of like the historical significance of those two shuttles being trapped in that hunger. Um, not just because of the size of them and the fact that not many people have a chance to sit in that chair, you know, yeah. the astronaut chair, uh, which yeah. I had a chance to do it. Um, but is this, oh, it's just that. That whole journey, man, This the journey that like mm-hmm. what it took to do it, the training, the walking with that bag at night. Cause yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't a hiker, you know, I had to research this. Like I had to learn about the distribution of weight in, in the, in your bag. Right. And it's the bag that the, the, it's not the hike. It's not like walking, right? Like walking no, it's, for like it's the ten. weight it's the weight, right? That kills you. Yeah. And you have to prepare, you have to bring the water f- for like, because I was there on the site for two days, you know, slept, right. um, slept in there. So it, just going through all of this and yeah, I was super lucky, man. I was, I was really lucky, um, not to get caught and like, just be, be successful in there. I, I, I did it after the launch. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, f- I figured that, you know, like, when you work in a, in a company and there is some sort of project and everyone is, like, cramming towards the deadline and everyone is stressed yeah. and everything. That's how I felt um, about this uh, this place, that they have a launch. And uh, they, I think they had a launch towards the end of September. And I thought to myself, like, you know, after things like this, kind of, like, people relax a little bit. Like, oh, it's totally. over. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I felt like the security would be much, much more relaxed after that. And I, I think, I think it was, I think I was right because we went to like early October and, and yeah, I saw, I saw the jeeps, I saw the security, um, from the distance from the building, but I was lucky no one ever entered the building because, you know, I, I interviewed the explorers and that very frequently happens when, when the security and their soldiers, they come in and they just listen. They listen for any sound, but yeah, I was lucky.
0: So, yeah. when it comes to exploring, do you prefer to explore alone or with a group? And I feel like that answer might have changed since your recent event.
1: <laughs> you know, you know. It's funny that you say this because, like, uh, for me, I had when it comes to my exploring life, there is two parts of it, right? There is the, like a pre-China and post-China. Pre-China, this was like a Greg who was like uh, exploring stuff, but had no idea that there were other people doing it. And so I was um, mainly by myself. Um, sometimes I would go with my brother. Sometimes I would like, um, I remember meeting the explorer from um, Bulgaria, Evgeny. I went to, to to Bulgaria to see some places. He was showing me some places. I remember giving him like some some like 50 euro or something for his time. Mm-hmm. And um after China I would say just because of the lack of explorers here and you know just I didn't have anyone to link with it's not just because I didn't want to but like I just didn't didn't um didn't have people to explore with. So I actually turn If that's the right word, I turned some people into explorers. So I went with some friends here, some Chinese friends who, after going exploring, they absolutely loved it. Uh, They loved it. And so they Mm -hmm. became an explorer. They they started going uh, and explore places. Maybe they are not like so prolific, uh, but Mm -hmm. they definitely love it. And mainly, I would go with one other person here. It was either okay. them or it was my girlfriend. Um, from time to time, uh, but I would go by myself many times. Um, and you know, after this 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 injury, it's like it's really hard for me to say this because, you know, exploring by yourself actually wasn't too bad. Like it was, like all your senses are working. You are very careful. Totally. I know how I. I know how I sound right now. You were very careful. Yeah. And then you almost died. No. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but you know, it's like, um, you don't have to worry about anyone else. Um, mm-hmm. you decide, you decide on everything.
0: And totally. Yeah. It. Ju- yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. And and it's just you. And, um, so in a way it is, it is pretty awesome, but at the same time, I don't know. I think you need to, there's some pros and cons and you need to decide for yourself. I mean, definitely you should like let someone know where you're going.
0: Totally. Because Yeah. yeah. F-
1: and like, Hey, if you don't hear from me, um, like you need to come, come and help. Yeah. This <laughs> is where I'm at. Cause I'm, yeah. <laughs> cause, uh, cause, I, Cause I'm dying. I'm dying. here.
0: Having mm. done the podcast for as long as you've done it and talked to and met as many explorers of you, as you have, you've met a lot of interesting people. Um, mm. Who do you take uh, inspiration from? You know, who are some of your favorite explorers out there that you like to that, that you follow and that that sort of inspire you? You don't have hmm. to say me; it's just because I'm here. It's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Dave. It's Dave, guys. Canada, Canada is a gem. That's what I'm going to say. I want to go to Canada. Aniox, come on, let's do it. Yeah. Anioks and Kitzel. I want to do it. Um, totally. Yeah, you you know what you know what, Dave. It's funny that you say this because when you were asking this question, I was I started to think about this right away, and funny enough, what kind of comes to my mind actually is <laughs> is people that are not explorers, you know, because mm-hmm. I was um, during my time here in China, I went also to North Korea to Pyongyang, and I am a little bit obsessed with North Korea, so. Um, in a way I wanted to do something with North Korea on this podcast. And I kind of like, I mean, I kind of called it like a dark tourism. So I did this like yeah. a 10 part, yeah. 10 part mini series. And actually th- th- this, 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 um, this, <laughs> this series is actually like quite one of the most popular. <laughs> it's like one of the best episodes on North Korea. Some people just yeah. turn up, uh, to t- t- turn in for just that. But, you hmm. know, there were like, there were just people like the uh, Sun-Hoo Lee who escaped. Uh, her story was just that amazing. That's crazy
0: that you got her. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, my final episode was with this guy, Ehrlich um, Larson, this guy who spent 10 years undercover in those like, um, uh, it, it, throughout Europe, there are those like uh, uh, North Korean friendship associations or Korean okay. friendship associations. And they're like uh, those crazy people who like follow the regime and they like support the regime. Uh, but they are Westerners. And he like infiltrated this um, organization and actually went to North Korea and like expose uh, the, uh, the guys for like just basically being criminals for, for, for the criminal activity and talking to him, you know, it kind of just gave me this feeling of like, it's just like Dave. How many times have you heard people saying like, "Oh my God, you are brave for doing this. Like, this is so dangerous. You like you <laughs> yeah. you 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 go to those places and and it's dangerous. And like you you're so brave." And I'm thinking to myself like, "Okay, there is brave. Or there is this guy. You know, there's this guy who yes. he did this. He was." you know, he actually risked his life, literally mm-hmm. risk, risked his life in order yeah. to expose this thing. And like, that's what I call bravery. That is, totally that, agree. That, yeah. yeah, he was, he was really inspirational guy. Um, and to hear him tell this story was amazing. Yeah. I, I actually feel like I, maybe I should uh, mention, um, mention some explorers. I uh, speaking of Danish people, there is an explorer called, um, Jan Elhoy. And this is a Danish guy. He's actually on TV in Denmark. He's like a t- TV personality, but at the same time he does airbags. It's just amazing. Okay. <laughs> and he is, he was in a group of four explorers who went to Burund. And I like to say that in my previous life, before airbags, I saw an article of four guys. Um, mm-hmm. I think there were two Dutch guys and... To Danish, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And this is the story I heard. And this is how I learned about the Buran. I was like, oh my God, how is this possible? Of those right. four guys just trucking through this desert and getting there. And I was just amazed. Yeah. And, you know, and now I, I do talk to these guys and one of them has been exploring for over 40 years and he's still exploring. Wow. And awesome. this guy is wow. this guy is amazing. Yeah. So I love Jan Elhoy.
0: So talking about, you know, some of the larger risks that you've taken and, you know, I've seen the places that you go and they're some pretty legendary places, but have you had any serious run-ins with the law or, uh, not, I mean, security is whatever, security is whatever. But when you have problems with the law, that's a whole different story. Anything there?
1: How about Chinese national security?
0: (laughs) Oh, Jesus.
1: (laughs) Um... Okay. So, um, I, my first biggest trouble in China, I think it was maybe five or six months in I'm here. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm thinking thinking to myself, once I got caught, right. And I was like, Oh my God, Greg, like you you just got here and now you're going to (laughs) get deported. Like you just (laughs) literally got here, man. Like, come on, come on. And, okay, so there was, there was uh, a place that I thought was abandoned. Um, how do I describe it? Uh, you must have heard of this bone, plane bone graveyard in Arizona, where yes. there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of planes. So I yeah. came across an article in, uh, in, um, on Chinese media about a similar place, and that was the comparison that was the comparison there to this okay. american one but in china and then i started scanning and scanning the maps they only mentioned the province and then i went in there and i was just like ages hey, spent ages doing it <laughs> and um i finally found it and uh, when i went there um i just started flying a drone and like within like a minute literally like a minute or two, um, like a soldier on a scooter just like turns up and like bring your, bring your drone back. And, you know, I, I, I was, um, I think right away, when I started flying, I realized that something is wrong because like I can see a column of soldiers walking and you know, all I had, all I, (laughs) and some truck driving inside. Right. But all I had, all I wanted to do is to, um, because the place was so huge. I wanted to, um, fly my drone really far away so I can have like a, a shot of all the planes. But, You know, I'm just like, I'm just backing, backing up with this drone. And then I see like the soldiers and then I see Mm -hmm. the truck and I'm like, wait a second, what the hell is happening? So I, I actually didn't really have time to think about it because I, I, right. I, by the time I realized he was already there and I was taken to this interrogation and it was just, you know, it was 10 hours of like trying to explain why I have <laughs> pictures of like tanks and planes on my, oh my laptop. God. And, all my, yeah, and you see, and in that moment, everything makes you... Uh, look guilty because like have you uh (laughs) have you take have you ever taken pictures of military equipment well right yeah but they all abandoned (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so so like i had i had a lot of explaining to do um they they interviewed my girlfriend at the time and she basically what they did was they tried to see if we would um, have the same story. That if any discrepancies between what we were saying, um, right. um You know, with with me, they at least like offered me some water. With her, like they they didn't offer her anything. So when I saw hmm. her in in the room, it was it was crazy. But you know, so this was this was like very scary for me, mainly because there was a lot of waiting. I didn't know what was happening and the uncertainty of everything. But eventually. You know, like, eventually, like, there is this, like, a um, bit of a common sense being applied here, and they realized, you know, um, that I wasn't a spy, essentially, because that's what, that was, like, the, the assumption, right? Um, right. Yeah, and, and last year I have went through the same thing, basically. I went through this, exactly the same thing. This time, it was a place, there was a bunch of radars. <laughs> yeah, and it, just, and it was just exactly, exactly the same story
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man the things we do eh? <laughs> okay mm. let's move on now we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about your podcast the chasing bandos podcast the big kahuna the big urbex podcast that everybody listens to you've talked to everyone from the big dogs to the little pups and everyone in between mm. you're coming up on your 100th episode uh you've had 100 000 downloads plus at this point major milestone uh, what made you decide to jump into podcasting?
1: Um, it was uh, the same story as you, Dave. Uh, exactly the same story. I uh, was invited to a photography podcast. I was uh, asked to appear as a guest. Um, and after that, I thought to myself, and it was also Corona. This it it was during Corona. Um Right. So we were all kind of stuck at home uh, as well. I also broke up with my girlfriend. So all of a sudden, you know, uh, there was more time. So kind of like everything kind of lined up. And I thought to myself, wow, this is pretty cool. And I also, I really didn't see any podcasts about Urbex. Like I didn't, I didn't. Uh, I think in the past I I would find something that people had some attempts, but they didn't really follow up and they were not consistent. um, Right. And they stopped. But I just thought to myself, you know what? I don't have exploring friends in China. I, I really don't know how things are in America, in Canada, in Europe. Like I don't know what uh, what motivations people have and why they do this so in a way it was like a little therapy session for me and i really really admire the explorers and they give me the motivation because like many times i would ask myself like oh my god okay right do i do should i do this do i go do i go and do i do this again um do i get in trouble again And But then the moment, you know, like the moment I heard someone being passionate about exploring and telling me stories, I was right away, I was like, whoa, yeah, boom, it's like a boost of energy. And then here we go. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's it's other, I I think you make a good point. Other explorers will give you the push to push your Mm. own boundaries. Like, you know, I know I've done things that other people have looked up to. And then I, uh, the same with me, there's other explorers out there that are doing stuff that blow my mind. And it's like, man, I got to get out of these stupid Mm. houses and hospitals and find some, something bigger, something more. But where I Mm. live, there's only so much, you know, Mm. and I don't have, I don't have currently have the ability or the means to travel to Europe Mm. like a lot of people do, or, you know, all over mm. the United States, like other people do, but mm. it is listening to other people's stories and seeing other people's pictures mm. that do inspire you and and make you really realize that you got to push your boundaries and try something else. And that's where like, mm. I'll sit here at home thinking like, man, what can I do next? You know, I've done this mm. prison. I've done this power plant. I've done this time capsule. What, what can I find? You know, what mm. can I make my next project? And you're right. It's listening to other people's stories that, that make me, um, want to do better
1: right yeah yeah and you are very creative dave and you you like you're always looking for that's the pressure i get like you you're looking for like this this is a project like you're looking for something you you're not just you don't just settle with like i go exploring and i'm fine with it i just (laughs) like you always try to do something with it you know like documentary or, or this or now it's a mm-hmm. podcast. So like, I, look, people like you, I, this is example of what I'm talking about. I love to hear and talk to people like you.
0: That's great. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. glad to be one yeah. of those people. So talking about people that are nothing like me, we're going to talk about some of the big dogs in the hobby. You have talked to people in different countries, people of different Mm. abilities, and you've talked to some of the real OGs. You talked to Moses Gates, Bradley Garrett, and John Mm. Law, all Mm. the way from the top of the the big dogs, again, like I said, down to modern-day explorers. Mm. So in your experience in talking with all of these different types of people, like Moses, Bradley, and John, what do you see as the differences between the old generation and the current generation of explorers? Is there like a difference – like a major difference mm. between the way, you know, their way of thinking versus our way of thinking. And, you know, what do you, do you see anything mm. there that that's sort of conversation worthy?
1: You know, it's, this is a difficult question. This is uh it's a, it's one of those questions where I don't instantly have an answer. Mm-hmm. Um I, I am, I am thinking, you know, uh, I, I did talk, yeah, I did talk to, they are, they're great, like John Law, my God, like the guy you could spend uh, 24 hours and he, would, he wouldn't shut up and you would be like <laughs> hearing, no, no, I mean it in like a positive way. Like, a good uh, way, <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, be, it would be yeah. a story after story after story and yeah. a, 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 amazing. I just, I think it was just, it was just different world back then. I think Mm -hmm. the social media uh, has a different effect on people. I think back then it was about experiencing the, you know, making the memories. It was actually experiencing the place. Um, You know, John law goes exploring with, he still goes by the way, 60 year old. He still goes. Yeah. Yeah. he, he said to me like, you know, the people I go to, they are really good photographers. So I don't really take pictures. They're like, I just let them take pictures. And so the the guy goes and he just, he just, um, experiencing it. Now people like Moses Gates of Steve or Steve Duncan, you know, back in the day or those OG guys from the UK scene from the 28 days later, Mm -hmm. you know, they, This was like, um, there was no Instagram. They had their own websites. So in, in order for them, for the community to know what was happening, you know, people would wait until this guy makes a post about like what he's done or what she's done. And, and it was like, um, people took more effort to describe the whole journey. Uh, they would... They, th- those posts were very, very much like, there's a lot of details there. Uh, describing yes. the whole adventure, sharing the pictures was obviously uh, very important, but I don't think it was as important as it is now. And it was more about having that experience of, of being somewhere and like, you know, experiencing the place.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, with with time, a lot of that is getting lost. And, you know, now mm-hmm. it's about the shot and and not so much telling the story, which is one of the reasons why I like a the podcast and and be something like, say, my website or some other friends of ours who have websites where you actually tell a story. And you're not mm. just blasting pictures out there. There's always a story behind the experience,
1: right? Mm. And, and and Dave, this is exactly like why I, I started asking people, like, would you go exploring without camera? And I think it's a yeah. difficult question.
0: <laughs> it's totally, a, yeah, yeah. it's a hard question to answer because mm. like, mm. that would be a totally different experience. But you want to know something? The day you go exploring without a camera is when the coolest shit is going to (laughs) happen and the one thing you really want to capture on camera it's going to be that day (laughs) that you don't have your camera with you you know yeah yeah (laughs) so so on the on the same page talking about the different types of people who you've talked to from different eras of of the hobby you've heard all about drama and politics from europe Mm. the usa and canada if anyone that I know is qualified to answer this question, it's you. Do the drama and politics and overbearing opinions of exploring cross borders
1: oh, or is
0: the culture' the, the, the same no matter where we go
1: the same cesspool everywhere everywhere <laughs> absolutely everywhere and you know it's funny because i today i talk to Silogen, who is a bit of an OG guy back in the day. Uh, he was the drain king. And he okay. told me, he told me, don't, don't go, don't bother with the politics. Just avoid that. Avoid the group <laughs> politics. And yeah. Um, yeah and I, I just think that, you know, we have a very uh, a broad spe- spectrum of people, First of all, people who are doing this hobby, we have, you know, all sorts of uh, walk of life, you know, from teachers to uh, shop assistants or from, you know, uh, professors to... Even have cops doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I I think with this... um, and and also it's like a, it's like a, I think you must be a little bit of a rebel inside, right? In order to do this, you have to be because yeah, because yeah. because because like ultimately you, you are doing something that's not uh, it's kind of on a gray area, and people have their own opinions. It's not like there's a, a ten commandments and there's a, you know a bunch of laws, <laughs> and they tell you like what to do, what not to do it's more of a common sense and like what it's right for you to do and a lot of the times those conflicts they come from maybe lack of communication we communicate online through text mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is different. I think if all those conversations were, you know, video call or face to face, I'm sure that majority would uh, of them wouldn't happen. Um,
0: well, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah.
1: And people feel like a little bit overprotected. There is this. There is this kind of like a little bit of bravado and like this whole idea of like, you know, I've done the work. I found this place. I don't want to like <laughs> make this easy for someone else because Mm -hmm. like i've i've spent so much time doing this so why should i just give this to someone and 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 then they they spend no effort whatsoever so you see when when people see this when other explorers see other people just like willy nilly sharing stuff and trading and all this stuff it, 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 it it makes your Blood boil, I, I think, and maybe mm-hmm. that's where the, those those reactions are coming f- from. And there's so much gossip and 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 and, and things like that, and judging and and so, um, you know, I don't want to be over negative, uh, because right. Right. quite frankly, most of the stuff does not apply to me, um, mm-hmm. but. I just hear this, like, you know, if you have an interview with an explorer and you bring this topic, there's always something, um, yeah. yeah. which is unfortunate, but like, who was it? Like, I think Sony. Sony exploring with Sony, he said, like, why don't, why can't we just all be friends, guys? Like, come yeah, on. Yeah. Why like, yeah. don't we just all get along? Let's just get along. You know, it's some, it's some shitty abandoned place, guys. Come on.
0: Right. Yeah, you know, I think about other hobbies. I think about like, like mm. if I decided to quit exploring and take up knitting, is there going to be <laughs> someone in the knitting community who's going to contact my employer because they don't like me? Yes,
1: you know (laughs) know what? You know what? If there is an archery competition, and then you have two guys competing against each other or hating each other, I'm sure they have some, like their own drama, their own archery clubs. You know, this club is better than you guys, and like I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure there's
0: like. like, I know, like in bird photography, okay. When there is an owl's – if it's an owl's – I don't know what it's called. where An owl's nest where owls are hanging out or a fox's den. Photographers are so secretive because you know if I find a fox's den that has baby foxes, I'm going to mm. go take pictures of that fox's den and I'm going to tell oh, really? a couple of friends. But you're not oh, wow. supposed to tell publicly where that fox's den is because oh. everybody will congregate on that fox's den and take pictures – and cause damage to the den and possibly the fox same thing goes with owls when there's an owl's nest up in a tree everybody wants to take Mm. a picture of the great horned owl or the white snowy owl Mm. and it's just like exploring you're supposed to be secretive of the location of the eagle of the owl of the fox's den so that people don't congregate and en masse go to that location it's exactly like, there's there's probably, I hate to say the name, there's probably a Bill Finnan of the bird photography community. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. There must be. Guys, we need to know where all the owls are. Share those locations of those owls. Come on. There's a Discord. There's owl, a Discord, anyways. yeah. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, talking about, you know, the... I just find I have in this hobby, it's been 11 years for me. I've met the best people I've ever met. And I've met the absolutely worst pieces of shit that I've ever met in my life in this hobby. People who, you know, if you give one slight against them, that means to them the world is theirs to destroy your life. (laughs) <laughs> you know, mm. I said something negative about you. Well, now I'm going to, I'm going to phone your wife. Mm. I'm going to tell your wife that you've had an affair. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to call your boss at work and tell him what you do for a mm. hobby. I'm going to ruin your life just because I said something against you. Like what, what kind of people the, does this hobby,
1: you Dave, know? There are so many narcissists. There are so many narcissists oh, in this hobby. And word. I think, yeah. and, and, and it's, um, and I think the social media, like um, exacerbates that makes it worse yeah
0: yeah Yeah. anyways i this Mm. is a topic i could go on about forever but Mm. i just know bringing it up will just cause unnecessary drama in my life so i'm going to move on (laughs) (laughs) to back to the podcast um so you've talked to so many people Mm. who is on your wish list that you have not yet interviewed who are you trying to get that you haven't got yet (laughs)
1: Yeah. So uh, what I do is behind the scenes, I am trying to come up with like the mini series, because I, um, can we finish the mini series? I had three mini series on the pod. It was Chernobyl and uh, North Korea yeah. and, Bur- and Buran. Buran and yeah. I, um, there's obviously so many explorers that I would like to talk to, but they just don't speak good English. Like the the English is not good enough for the podcast. Right. So uh, unfortunately that's, that's the case. Um, but there are those like OG old school explorers that I, Mm -hmm. uh, from like the British scene and, um, some Australians as well. And yeah, for uh, I would I I have to say like Steve Duncan, um, I was so close. Like this guy is a legend, uh, absolute yeah, legend. Yeah. I I already talked to him on the phone and everything, and it's just yeah. so hard to get through to this guy. <laughs> and just and, and all of a sudden, it's just like it just didn't, never happened. It just never happened. Like it's, uh, like it's, the bad. contact stopped. And I was so I was so excited to talk to him. And maybe I took too yeah. long to, to organize, but I don't know, but, um, uh, yeah, so, so I, I kind of work, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but I, I kind of worked on the, uh, history of urbex mini series. Okay. And I, yeah. and it just taking so long, this is taking so long because it's just something I don't want to do it. I don't want to make mistakes with this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, I'll give you an example. So, uh, a Suicide Club and John Law, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. ni- late, late 1970s with, uh, uh, with like exploring in San Francisco, you know, yeah. like what, what I could do is just talk to John Law and just get his word for it. And like, just, just do that, use him. Right. And, but. Right. <sighs> but like John Law sees this through his own eyes, right? There were many other members of that club totally. that might, yeah. that might see this from a different perspective. And so trying to find those people, trying to talk to them, trying to convince them to talk to me. Um, it is difficult. This is, I, I genuinely sometimes think that this is never gonna, I never gonna finish this. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but i I, i'm trying i'm trying Uh, i was i was also i was also interviewing people that i spent ages i spent hours talking to and then all of a sudden they changed their mind and they were like oh wow yeah 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 don't don't use this i don't want to be involved anymore and you know i just i mean to be honest like it's my audio right but i yeah I respect the opinion, like I totally, respect yeah. the decision. Yeah. So I just don't yeah. want to be an asshole. Um, but yeah, so, 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 so yeah, there's, I would say those, uh, old school, old school explorers, I just love those stories of like how it was back in the day, what they went yeah. through, you know, cracking yeah. those like, uh, London underground stations, mm-hmm. you know, like abandoned stations, you know, from world war two, Like, it's just insane, insane stuff.
0: So Mm. keeping on the topic of podcasts, there's a few of us now. So you've got uh, Mr. P does a podcast. Matthew from Abandoned America. He's got one. Uh, K from No Tracer. They've got one. Uh, Now you've got me. Mm. Do you see this getting competitive and getting ugly? Or do you think we can all coexist in the podcasting universe?
1: i would i would i would say you know the guy from abandoned america i yeah, yeah someone i think i think justin mentioned this guy to me i think mm-hmm. i would like to talk to him for sure um yeah no traces is a bit different i would say uh there's a d- different format there um yeah i think you know you are going to do video as well you said that I don't know what's your, like, do you plan to focus on Canada? Do you plan to focus like on anyone? Um,
0: a- anyone, anyone like there
1: is yeah. no, like um, right
0: now there's really, there, there is no podcast in Canada for exploring. So mm. I am going to focus a lot on who we have here in Canada, mm. but I mean, mm. I definitely want to bring in more and more international explorers uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's good. No, no, no. Like, listen, guy, listen, Dave, um, ultimately it's, uh, it's another, uh, story that the listener can listen to. So, yeah, uh, you know, those times where you are on the road, you are driving somewhere and, you know, they can, someone can pick up a, a episode here, episode there. And all of a sudden your whole journey just went, you know, you know, yeah, listen to totally. three different stories. Amazing. So yeah. for me, it's like this idea of like, if I can somehow contribute to your experience of exploring, um, I've been told how people would listen to a podcast in the car and they like, it would take them ages because they would pause and they would discuss. Uh, and yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just amazing to hear that. Um, I would love if we all, um, I think I mentioned this to you privately, right? Like if we you did all yeah. the hosts, if we have like an annual meeting where we just talk about, talk smack about the podcasting, you know, <laughs> once,
0: it a year, is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, once a year, I think it would be nice. And I think, I think, you know, in this hobby in, 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 in Urbugs, like you, we just mentioned before, there's a lot of drama, a lot of animosities. I think if we can lead by example, by supporting each other, um, yeah, I, I yeah. think that would be great. I think that would be amazing.
0: Two more questions. If mm. there's a young explorer out there, who's ready to pick up a camera, And get into the hobby and start exploring. What advice would you give to that person? Mm,
1: I would say, I would really, yeah. If that person really likes the abandoned places and they discover this and they want to do it, I would say, you know what? Just make those mistakes, dude. Like, I don't think nothing I will say to this person is going to change. Ch- who can change someone's mind these days or who can <laughs> tell you what to do? Like, I think it's yeah. part, it's unfortunately, I think it's part of the game. All those mm-hmm. mistakes that we made when we, st- when we were starting asking for locations or, or just being like such an idiot and, and, and just, <laughs> We've all not, done it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like not knowing and, and, and someone is being a dick to you and pointing out to you. Like we had that debate about elit- elitism. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, I think you just need to, you need to find out, you just really need to find out because like, how else are you going to, um, learn and yeah. if you do find out and you don't change your behavior, then, you know, you know, not, not worth it. Cause this is a special hobby. This is really, uh, something that changed my life and, you know, I almost died, but I am not gonna stop it because of it, right? I am, I'm gonna try to, you know, look more closely at the floor, um, <laughs> a, yeah. but. But I will not stop it, and um, yeah, I think that's that's where I would go with that.
0: I have my last question is something that I'm keeping track of. Um, mm. I, I was trying to think of, you know, what can I do, like like you do with uh, with rapid fire that will you know mm. carry on from every episode, and I can keep track of. Mm. So mm. the question is, what is in your camera bag?
1: What is in my camera bag? You know, yeah, I what's, what. Dave, Dave, you know, my opinion on tripods and stuff like that. And I uh-huh. travel light. I really yeah. don't like bringing a lot of things. And also mm-hmm. the thing is, this might come as a surprise. I don't really consider myself a photographer. I would mm-hmm. just say that I'm more like a explorer with a camera. I have okay. one lens. I have one lens. I have one.
0: <laughs> I got two. Yeah.
1: You know, so I what, have, now, I, the
0: question is though, what kind of camera are you using?
1: Yeah, I have, I have my Sony. I have my Sony. Uh, Sony. Okay. A seven, a seven R three. Okay. I have, I will, I will not leave the house without the drone. Uh, yeah. My little bird, my little bird. I, 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 it's yeah. always in my bag. Camera is in my bag. Lately I would bring GoPro. Uh, and they use it from time to time, but it's like, I'm so, most of the time I'm really frustrated with it. Um, what else do I bring? Um, I bring wet wipes. I Uh think you know why. Yeah. yeah. And
0: bottle of water and that's it. (laughs) Hand sanitizer, wet wipes, bottle of water. Yeah. 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 Pretty pretty good. Okay. Mm. So you're Sony. So what I'm keeping track of is how many people are Nikon versus Mm. Canon versus Sony. So I don't have enough data right now to put it up, but
1: we're going to keep track of that. Dave, I I just, don't you think that those, the the current uh, cameras, the technology is so great that like, does it, like, does it really matter?
0: It probably doesn't matter. They're all the same, same technology.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, because like I am not a photographer and one of the things I am looking forward to is to next year uh, this year to meet explorers and travel. Like, you know, when I told people that I'm going to back to Europe, I already been invited mm-hmm. to, 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 trips. Um, so I, I'll be like a tourist, uh, basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, but actually the, I think one of the uh, things that I'm really looking forward to, not just the fact that meeting the people that I talk to, um, and explore with them and you, you know, but it actually just to see what do they do, to see mm-hmm. how they take pictures. Um yep. I, I would like to observe them. I would like to ask them questions because you know what, like I, yeah. I I I don't really this idea like uh you know, I go in, I take my photo, and then like I I just you know, whatever looks good to me, I I take pictures of and then right. I I don't, I I don't know. I don't really spend too much thinking about this whole photography. I really don't. Right. Right. Mm.
0: Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, anything else you uh, want that you want to add? Have we missed anything, anything you'd like to add before we wrap up?
1: Yeah. I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I really appreciate that you, uh, wanted to have me on very early on in your podcasting career that's okay. I really appreciate that uh, dave i um you know i always enjoy listening to you and i always um you know whenever like you are one of those people now that um it's kind of like almost like a go to I, I find excuses to bring my favorite people on the pod with mm-hmm. those 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 different kind of ideas like debate this or bill finn's right, birthday yeah. yes. <laughs> or or other or other things so so um i, I just really uh, really appreciate the fact that um we got to know each other a little bit and i really hope that there will be a chance for me to fly to canada and totally um, yeah, and and yeah, and, and and meet and like just just go and do something, you know, go and to see some shitty house in Canada. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, we don't have space shuttles in Canada, but I'll take you to something something pretty cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, but that's that's really it. And then um, yeah, best of luck. And you will, I'm sure you know by now how much time it takes to. <laughs> to edit it is and a lot of all.
0: work it is a lot of work especially yeah. adding the video component adds even mm. more oh,
1: yeah. uh, because oh, when yeah.
0: you're talking i'm going to over i'm overlaying footage mm. and pictures it's not mm. you know it's it's not just slice splicing up the mm. the, the audio now it's a whole yeah. ad- anyways greg thanks yeah. so much for joining us on the episode three of the all access photography podcast thanks for being here It's uh, almost your bedtime over there in China. So uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. All of Greg's links are down below. Make sure you're following the Chasing Bandos podcast and Greg Abandon. All of his links are down below. Thanks for coming, Greg. See you next time. Awesome. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, guys. That was Greg Abandon. What a great interview. I knew he was going to be good. I knew he was going to have a lot of great stories and some really good insights. I don't know very many people in this hobby that have met and or talked to as many people as him. So he's got some great insights into the hobby. And again, hit the links down below, follow and subscribe to the Chasing Bandos podcast, and also follow Greg Abandon on his personal account. Now, I touched on Greg and his accident, and he was at a power plant in China, and he fell through a floor, and he dropped five stories. And one of the only things that saved him was the fact that he landed on a soft pile of coal ash and dust. He did end up really hurting himself. Uh, He had to call an emergency services to come and get him. He's now got pins and rods in his leg. It goes without saying in this hobby that safety is of the utmost importance. And while we all say, I'm very careful, I'm as careful as I can be, no matter how careful you are, something can happen. So it is now Urbex book club time. And we're going to open up the uh, Access All Areas book, like we do at the end of every episode, and I'm going to find something that we talked about in the podcast and see what Jeff Chapman, also known as has had to say about that very topic in 2005. So today, we're going to the portion called Abandoned Sites, and we're going to go to page 89, where Jeff talks about safety issue. This is highly relevant to what happened to Greg. Unfortunately, there's a good possibility of getting injured at abandoned sites. If you aren't careful, and sometimes even if you think you are, getting a tetanus shot in advance is both fun and practical. When you're visiting an abandoned site, bear in mind that the building is not meant for use by the general public, and that is entirely up to you to keep yourself alive. Explore abandoned sites slowly, dress sensibly, and don't go alone. When navigating an abandoned building, don't place too much confidence in floors and ceilings. In many old buildings, there are large holes in the floors or the floors are so old and flooded that they're on the very verge of collapse. Stay away from sagging floors. Test the floors in buildings the same way you would test thin ice. And remember that sections of abandoned buildings do occasionally just topple even when there's no one in them. There it is, guys. There's a little bit of insight from Jeff Chapman, the late great Ninjalicious, a pioneer of the hobby as we know it now in his book, Access All Areas. There is a link in the description down below where you can go to Amazon and order yourself a copy of Access All Areas. So real quick before we wrap up, I'll give you guys a little bit of a heads up of what's coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, Next week, we're going to talk to Ethan Minnie. Next, we're going to talk to Brent from Abandoned Urbex Canada. Uh, I'm hoping to get an interview with my good friend Germ9. He was instrumental in helping to mold and guide me into the type of explorer that I am and how I document and how I operate my own website. A very good friend of mine, we're gonna talk to him. Next, very exciting, we do have an episode lined up with a criminal lawyer and she's gonna talk to us for about a half an hour about some of the things we need to keep in mind when it comes to the law and what some of the ramifications can be to trespassing, breaking and entering, some things that you might wanna keep in mind when you're exploring. Uh, if you don't want to get in trouble with the law. So that's it, guys. This has been episode three. We're still here. We're still doing it. Thanks so much for being here. Again, like I said earlier, whatever podcast channel you're listening to, if you're able to give this podcast a review, please do. That's it, guys. Gotta go. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Peace.